0: A house is made of wood and stone, but only love can make a home. Welcome to the Repco Light Home Improvement Show, helping you make your home into one you'll love even more. Here are your hosts, Dan Hanson and Betsy Thompson. Well, good morning, everybody. Good morning, Betsy.
1: Good morning, Dan. You sound far away. What in the world is going on?
2: Well, I am currently sitting in my house in Kalamazoo, and you are sitting in Holland with all of our recording equipment.
1: Yes, that's why I sound brilliant, well at least I sound. <laughs> I sound crystal clear. As clear as I get. And you yes. sound like you're on the phone because you are on the phone. Yes, and you are in the room with your dog, right?
2: Yes, and she just woke up from a nap and I'm contemplating not letting her outside because otherwise everyone will hear barking cuz the neighbor dog's out.
1: <laughs> ah, so if we hear strange sounds, it's coming from Betsy.
2: Yes. Or Betsy's
1: dog, one of the two. And yeah, we're in the middle of kind of trying to figure out how to keep doing the show, keep new stuff coming in the midst of our shelter in place directive. And this is what we've worked out. And I think it's going to work out really well because we don't want to quit bringing new content to the masses. Because right now, what people need in the midst of this is more Repco Light Home Improvement Show, Right. Oh, absolutely. Maybe not that, but we definitely do need uh, some distractions. We've got enough news. We can get that wherever you want to go. You can find tons of news that can make you wring your hands for hours and hours. But right now, we're going to just talk and give you reason to shake your head for about 40 (laughs) minutes, possibly. But we're going to try to have fun. Right now, coming up in a little bit at the end of the show, we're going to be in the studio. Oh, I'm going to. Wow, nobody's going to be anywhere. We're now coming up at the end of the show. We're going to be on the phone with Sue Prins and Ginger Herman from Sue Prins Group Five Star Real Estate Leaders, talking about the impact that all of this, the shutdown, has had on the um, real estate market. And the good news is we've had this conversation already, and there are a number of things that are really positive signs yet. So we're going to go over that with Sue and Ginger, you know, what you should be thinking about and doing if you're in the market or thinking about putting your home up for sale. That's coming up Mm -hmm. at the end of the show. But before that, Betsy, we're going to tackle that really exciting and fun and uplifting topic of bacteria in the kitchen.
2: Yeah, you know, we're all sitting at home right now and we're all concerned about the germs and things outside of our homes and in public, but there's actually a lot of germs that could be hiding in your kitchen. And now's the perfect time to get rid of them because you're sitting at home. So why not tackle that?
1: See, for me, it's not all of the reasons that you said that make me interested in this. It's because we're home preparing all of our own food now and the kids are involved in that. And I was very interested to find that there's a lot of problematic uh, procedures uh-huh. or lack thereof, that, that are taking place in my home. So
2: right. anyway,
1: we're going to address that. It's going to be fun. It's going to be it lighthearted. Be. I mean, really. It's going to be talking about food poisoning on a Saturday morning. <laughs> what could be lighter uh, and more fun than that? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but right now, we want to kind of just get some business out of the way, and some of that is just talking about RepcoLite and... Where are we at in the midst of this? And really, the very best thing that you could do if you have any questions about anything is head to Um, RepcoLite.com. We've got the most current information possible posted right on our homepage, and you can find out exactly what's going on. And maybe even more importantly, there's a really cool chat function that we just installed this past week, and you can actually ask us questions no matter when the question arises.
2: Yeah, we've actually had a number of people take advantage of this little box pops up when you get onto our website and asks if you have any questions. And, I mean, we'll answer any of your painting questions. I've talked to people about deck stain this morning and um, painting bottles and all kinds of things. So, you know, there's a lot of stuff there. and. We'll walk you through whatever you need help with.
1: Right. Definitely stop by and do that. We try to man that from about seven o'clock in the morning till about eight thirty, nine o'clock at night. So right. really you can get questions answered because we know the questions come up all throughout this time. You know, a lot of people are at home working on projects that they've started. They've got the materials and they're working. If you do have a question and you're not sure how to proceed, definitely get on repcolite.com and send us a quick text. And we can get you an answer. Now, something else that's really cool, because right now, one of the frustrations that people are having is they can't look at color chips. They can't walk into a store and look at color chips and figure out their color. Benjamin Mm -hmm. Moore just came out with a a brand new color app, and it's brilliant.
2: It is. It's called Benjamin Moore Color Portfolio, and it's available for um, iPhone and Android. And it is By far, one of the best apps I've seen. You know, we've gone through lots of other apps that were not really that good, but this one is fantastic. It allows you to virtually paint your walls. It has all of the Benjamin Moore colors right at your fingertips. You can scan through all of their fan decks. It's really a brilliant thing.
1: Right. You can upload a photo of a room your room and try the colors out on your wall a perfect way to get your colors figured out and it's really fun to do just sit around on the couch at night stroll through the (laughs) color rack right and paint your walls virtually (laughs) what's more fun than that now when we come back we're going to be talking about bacteria in a very fun and light way and all the things you can do to make sure your counters are lickety clean at home that's coming up next stay tuned
0: Helping you turn your house into your dream home. This is the Repco Light Home Improvement Show, presented by Benjamin Moore on News Radio Wood 1300 and 1069 FM. And we're back, and just for the sake of clarity, I want to let you know that this next segment
1: was recorded several weeks ago. So if we say anything in here that's no longer currently happening with the way things are, that's what's going on. Well, Betsy, nothing to me says Saturday morning. Quite like talking about food poisoning, germs in the kitchen, you know all of that. Um, You've had food poisoning, correct?
2: I have. I have never
1: absolutely miserable. See, I have never had food poisoning. I think. I've got like a steel stomach.
2: Well, you do because you have told me some of the things that you have eaten, like slimy lunch meat that is way too old and probably turning green. Oh, I'm a money
1: saver. Uh, Yeah. But you know well, my favorite one, I mean uh, well, my favorite, I mean the one that really turned my stomach, and I'm so sorry, this is not a Saturday morning topic, but you when you've got a home improvement radio show and they put you on at eight o'clock and you have to talk about toilets and bidets and yeah, all the things we might get as to well
2: talk just, mm-hmm, go you know for it. it's not my go fault for broke
1: send send your email to Wood Radio and ask for <laughs> yeah. a different time slot. <laughs> Uh, we 're happy with our time slot, yeah, uh, for the exact set wood we 're really happy,
2: <laughs> yes, we are
1: anyway, One of my favorite ones that just really you know after I survived the incident, struck me as hilarious was one night watching a movie with the kids, and i hadn 't had dinner. And I thought, yeah, yeah you know, I'm kind of hungry uh-huh. and I'm, I'm going to get something because I know I've got spaghetti in the refrigerator. Right. And I told this before, but in case you missed it. Yes. I, I went to the refrigerator in the basement, got the spaghetti out. And of course, it's movie night. So right. that means all lights are off.
2: Well, of course. You know,
1: I love to get immersed in the movie right. experience. And so it's pitch black in the room, except for the glow of the hobbits on the screen as we're watching The Lord of the Rings. Uh-huh. And I am eating my spaghetti. And I'm thinking... Yeah, I don't know. That sauce tastes different than I remembered it from last night. And about halfway through the bowl, I thought, you know, these noodles are like super crazy thick. And okay. I, I thought, I thought last night's spaghetti was thinner. Uh, and then it made me think, oh my goodness, the spaghetti from a month ago was really thick. Instantly, the lights were on. <laughs> I opened up, and when I looked into the bowl, when I gazed Ugh. into the bowl, That I had been eating from. Uh Uh-huh. Do you know the science project that was happening I was going to say it looked
2: like some child science project. I am not
1: joking. There were so many colors. (laughs) It wasn't parsley. No. It wasn't. Well, it had been parsley. Now it was fuzzy. All I could think is I am going to spend the next three weeks Uh dealing with whatever ramifications happen. Yeah. Guess how much problems I had from that. Yeah. Zero. I don't
2: know how that happens. Nope.
1: I'm like a superhero. So yeah. I decided. I told the children that's my superpower. Now I don't know what kind of villain throws old, you know, garbagey food at people. <laughs> right. But if ever that happens, uh-huh. you just gotta call me or text me or send an email to radio at repcolite.com because Soon you as have I get it. Food. <laughs> I'm on the way and I can eat whatever he's throwing and it's not going to affect me. Uh-huh. But anyway, what I wanted to talk about is Something that I thought was kind of a fun little topic. A fun little article that I stumbled across. Right. Entitled, These are the germs hiding out in your kitchen.
2: Well, yeah, and you know, we all try to keep our kitchens very clean. Speak for yourself, Betsy.
1: Speak for yourself.
2: Okay, well maybe It's how I've don't.
1: honed this ability.
2: I am a little bit of a self-professed... Yes. Germaphobe. I... Do you
1: like how I wash our dishes in the studio when no, we have a lunch? No,
2: I don't let you wash them because you, like, rinse them underwater and call <sighs> it good enough. And I and use
1: that one sponge that's been sitting there for who knows... We don't even know who...
2: And we don't know originated what it's been used with,
1: for. Yeah, we don't know the genesis of that sponge. It used
2: for scrubbing toilets for all we know. It
1: might have been brought over on the Mayflower. Mayflower.
2: (laughs) (laughs) It does kind of look like it's been around for that long. Yeah. Yeah. So I am one who is constantly cleaning and trying to kill germs. And I am very conscious of, you know, when I am handling raw meat, chicken, beef, anything, I wash my hands really, really well. I wash dishes that have come in contact with those things really, really well because I know that there are all kinds of creepy things hiding well, out.
1: and I guess I didn't realize how bad... No, I knew some of that stuff. Uh, but one of the things I didn't know... I mean, uh, and this is another topic that we want to talk about down the road, and it was the whole, do you hand wash dishes or should you machine wash? Mm-hmm. You know, there's a big debate. Which is yeah. better? You know, is one better for the environment? Is one better for cleanliness of mm-hmm. the dishes? And I'm not going to tip the hand as to which way it maybe should fall. Right. But one of the things that I did run into... And this shouldn't necessarily influence your decision about the the end all result here. Mm. But one of the things is that one of the most vile things in our kitchens is what? The sponge. The the dish rag, Yeah. More gross than the toilet bowl brush. Mm -hmm. Think about that.
2: Well, that is, I've heard that a lot with sponges. That's why there's all these things on how to sanitize a sponge because a lot of people Do you think somebody has sanitized
1: that ancient uh, antique sponge on our sink? No. No. Why do we leave it there? I guess it's fun to look at.
2: Well, I think it's it's, so colorful. It's not ours, so we We can't throw throw it away because we don't know to whom it. And there's that layer
1: on it that it's hard to (laughs) hard to grab. Yes. Let's talk about the things that are commonly found in our kitchens right now.
2: Right. Well, raw meats, like I was just talking about, Mm -hmm. they it's very common for them to have forms of E. coli on them,
1: which is a bacteria that's usually found in the digestive tracts. Of animals.
2: Yeah. So if you mishandle these meats, if you touch them and then touch something else without washing your hands, then you are spreading that everywhere, right. everything that you touch. And, and if you're not careful, I have seen, I've watched people mm-hmm. put meat on like a plate or something because they're going to season it or, you know, let steaks rest or whatever. And they just kind of drop it on there and the juice goes flying. Sanitize the countertop. Oh. Uh huh.
1: I didn't think about that. Yep. <laughs> See,
2: I told you. I am like a major.
1: Well, it's funny. Everybody in my house is smarter than me because I I was handling that the other day. You know, I think Uh I, uh, what do you call that? Through hunks of roast in a frying pan. Mm -hmm. What would I say that I'm doing? What is the technical term for what I'm doing?
2: Are you searing it? Okay. To sear in the juices? I'm searing it.
1: I'm searing in the juices. Okay. Yes. Yes. And the kids talked about, as I went to grab something else, the kids said, dad, you got to wash your hands in between. Mm (laughs) Mm-hmm. So yep. now they all watch me when I prepare. If uh-huh. I if I'm preparing a meal, the kids are watching. Yes. So yeah, that E. coli it's responsible for serious food poisoning. Oh yeah, and it can be it's really dangerous potentially mm-hmm. to younger people to older people. Yeah. So treat it with care. Yeah. Cell Manila. Which is really fun to say. I mean, you could almost write a song about that, Mm -hmm. but it's not fun to have. Right. (laughs) Because you end up with highly painful and uncomfortable bouts of foodborne illness, and nobody wants foodborne illness.
2: No. Again, you're getting this from bad meat of some sort. It can be any poultry, it can be beef, it can be just about anything. And, you know, eggs. Well, right. And this is also why you know there's always recalls on like lettuce or whatever mm-hmm. and that's why you really need to be rinsing fruits and vegetables and things when they come in because you don't know what they've come in contact with before they made it to your kitchen and so like lettuce i know i have watched i can't tell you how oh, many people oh, do heads of you're lettuce gonna tell
1: me that i gotta rinse it you I need eat to it. rinse
2: it yeah,
1: That explains the mass exodus from the table whenever we're done eating. And there's yeah. always a line at the bathroom.
2: Yeah, it, Dad's cooking Products again. will tell you, like uh, mushrooms and things like that, mm-hmm. they will tell you if they have been pre-washed. Not
1: in, canned mushrooms. I don't have to pre-wash no, those. No, no, no. That I'm talking like,
2: like fresh fruits and vegetables and things like that. They'll tell you. Plus, you want to get off any pesticides that may have been used out in the fields for growing these things. All right.
1: All right, so we got those two wonders. Uh-huh. How about this one? How do you say that? Which one? The third one. That's right on the screen there. Campylobacter. I'm sure that's one. Yeah, only. I'm
2: going to let you take that one.
1: C-A-M-P-Y-L-O-B-A-C-T-E-R. Mm-hmm. Apparently, it's the second leading cause of food poisoning. And it's typically caused by tainted chicken, mm-hmm. <laughs> which to me, every chicken is tainted. I'm not a you big know chicken what? fan. My
2: grandpa would agree with you because my grandpa hated
1: chicken. <laughs> right, and again, you can end up with a nasty bout of food poisoning. Yeah, all and of nobody these things that. will cause food poisoning. How about Mike? staff? Yeah. Where does that come from?
2: Well, that's actually an infection, and it will lead to serious infections. You hear about staph mm-hmm. infections quite a bit, actually. And it like gets into your skin, and it will travel through your skin. Mm-hmm. And it is... Yeah, our
1: kids, I've had a couple of kids that had yeah. an infection, and then... I think it a- And happens... it can come from multiple places. Yes, but and not just your home. Yeah. All of these are in our kitchen.
2: Yeah, Throw in seems- like some kind
1: of sicko food poisoning party waiting for us to be a well, part of it. Well, just
2: make sure you're cleaning your tops really well, sanitizing them.
1: Let's talk about that briefly. I We're going to have a whole segment on this because it's one of the most, I think it's one of the coolest cleaners I've ever seen. And we stock it and sell it. Yes. Tell me about it. It's do you even spray know what I'm talking? Oh, you do know what I'm talking. about. I do about. know
2: what you're talking mm-hmm. about. It's spray nine. It's a degreaser. It's an all-purpose cleaner.
1: It's like the WD-40 of cleaners.
2: Yes. Right. WD-40 yeah. gets yeah. used for
1: everything. Uh-huh. Spray nine. Perfect for everything. Yeah. But it's also a disinfectant. Right. And what's really fun about it, well, fun, as far as disinfectants go, mm-hmm. when you read the the containers of some common disinfectants, things that you would think, this is going to get it. Right. Right? This is going to clean off my counter. Yeah. They have to stay wet for 10, 10 minutes. 10 minutes. How long does Spray 9 need to stay wet? It's just like less
2: than a minute. 45
1: seconds for some seconds. of the worst. Yeah. Things that mm-hmm. you got to deal with. Spray yeah. nine, let the counter stay wet for mm-hmm. up to 45 seconds, and it kills the famous 99.9%. Right. Nobody can get that 0. 0.1. <laughs> you know, it's just <laughs> well, because so you resolute. You
2: can't say it kills 100% of them because there's one little, you know,
1: super germ left, I like to make uh, grandiose claims. Yeah,
2: apparently.
1: 100% of the time, mm-hmm. I am correct.
2: Yeah, just oh, my make goodness, sure. It's not
1: true. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, how well we know. Just make sure you're doing countertops. Clean out the sink, clean out the drain, and things like that. I know that some people, I am one of them included. I rinse meat trays before I put them in my trash can so they don't smell
1: quite yes, as bad. Yes, I do that as well.
2: And you're rinsing that meat juice down there, so you want to make sure oh. the sink's clean, well, the drain is grief. clean, the I strainers thought I had clean. The thing right,
1: and I still do it wrong.
2: Make sure that you are getting the stove clean, all of them the same cleanliness. You want to use the same, you know, antibacterial spray nine it's
1: it's a great way to go it's a great cleaner for so many Mm -hmm. different things and like i said we're gonna hit that on another segment because literally there's on their website there's like a 12 minute video yeah where it just goes from one thing to the next hundreds of uses right super practical it's really easy Mm -hmm. and like we said it's better than anything else out on the market that we can that we've run into oh yeah by far anyway so much stuff going on in your kitchen you just didn't even know. It looks so yeah. innocent, and yet there it is, waiting to create all sorts of digestive distress in a family near you. Right. Well, with everything the way it is, what should you be doing if you're selling a house or thinking about selling a house or maybe buying a house? What's the state of the market? Well, we're going to be in the studio with realtors Sue Prins and Ginger Herman to find out. That's coming up next. Stay tuned.
0: you want to take your diy skills up a rung the repco Like home improvement show is here to give you a boost on news radio wood 1300 and 1069 fm and we're back for the most part i'm dan
1: hansen
2: and i'm betsy thompson and i have to say this is um a little bit strange for me <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah betsy's joining us from kalamazoo on the phone obviously and yes. we're doing this because of, well, the, the current concerns about everything right now. We've Everybody is separated. We're running our very first interview that I can remember that we've done with this many people, this separated. Because we've got Ginger Herman and Sue Prins from Sue Prins Group Five Star Real Estate Leaders on the phone in two separate locations. Right, Sue and Ginger? Yeah. Okay. Right. All right. So thanks for being here. Thanks for everybody coming together for the most part to try to make this work. Because right now with all the changes going on with this coronavirus and the statewide shutdown, the shelter at home order, we're trying to figure out what in the world this means for the real estate market. And so we thought we'd touch base with you guys and get your feedback. What do you think?
3: Yeah, it is strange times. Um, but before we jump in, I just first of all, you know, to your listeners, I just want to extend um, our heartfelt, uh, I guess, uh, approach to those who are suffering from everything that COVID mm-hmm. is bringing into their lives. I mean, some are are sick right now, and there's those that have lost loved ones already, and those that have lost jobs. Um, and you know, there's loneliness and uh, all these aspects and we're, we're here to, you know, to, to just say, we want to bring hope, um, regarding real estate and otherwise Ginger and I are are believers and, and and we believe there is hope and, uh, this too will pass. So, uh, you know, I just want to encourage people and, uh, just let them know we care about them and our prayers and our thoughts are with them.
1: And it can't pass fast enough from my point of view. No. <laughs> exactly. Oh my yeah. goodness, the anxiety yeah. out there—that yeah. that alone. I think
3: slowing. I think slowing down too. It, it's not completely awful. Um, you know, I've 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 noticed that it's at least caused me to to look at how busyness can be an enemy too and Mm -hmm. and it's giving our bodies some time to reflect and rest and and uh you know even relationally although we're i'm communicating with my loved ones via uh virtual whatever you know communication but you know it's it's not all bad
1: no i know it's well it's not funny at all that's that's the word i was going to go with but um Lent you know we're in Lent and just a few weeks ago when it started the kids were asking dad what are you going to give up what are we going to give up for Lent well it turns up we gave up everything so <laughs>
4: <laughs> yep. although they,
1: they jumped into some of this online streaming stuff that they're doing a lot more of so but yeah, they are outside more so that's all good. But well, let's talk about the real estate market because yes. that is a concern. What's going on? And it's, it's strange because, Sue and Ginger, when we, Betsy and I, contacted you a few weeks ago about doing an interview, we wanted to know mm-hmm. because the, 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 the spring market was coming and houses were flying off the market. And we were wanting to look at it from that point of view. And who would have ever dreamed in just these few weeks the changes? This whole interview has changed. What's going on yeah. out there?
4: It came really quickly.
3: Yeah, I I think we noticed, um, I mean, when there's a warming trend, usually in February, there's a few days where we hit some warm days. And, and, you know, historically, I've noticed anyways that that's when the market kicks in, the first warming trend of, you know, a few days of warm weather. But, man, this year, it it went crazier than what I, I ever imagined it would. I mean, we had... Um, you know, multiple offers in February are ready, and I don't really—I don't know, maybe Ginger, you remember differently, but I don't remember that many multiple offers last year uh, in February. So it it kicked in really early. So every- yeah,
4: which is which is good that we had a very strong market before COVID and the shutdown. Because unfortunately, part of our real estate industry is considered non essential. So, Sue and I can't, I mean, all realtors can't show houses. We could do virtual tours. Um, There's been sellers out there that are doing virtual showings and open houses, and they're actually walking through their house with a video so that buyers um, can see what their house is like, which is kind of an odd way for us to start showing houses. Um, But we sue and I and Realtors we can't show houses we can't meet with clients or anything um, lenders and title companies are still actively working so anyone in a pending process I mean they're they're still purchasing the house um, title companies are still closing sue I think you have a closing today yeah which I think I don't I don't think you're allowed to go to the closing correct but the, correct. the client will be there Um yeah. Lenders also can't show up. They're trying to limit how many people are going to the closings. Um, I think, Sue, you mentioned they're doing a, um, I don't know how, you can't really do a no-touch closing, but I think you said they're doing drive-up closings. Yeah, there are some title companies that are offering that service as well for people that are maybe
3: more vulnerable. Um, so that that is occurring too. How how crazy is that, that you would go to a drive-through closing because yeah, <laughs> they still goodness. require lenders require wet signatures at least now i mean and understand yeah. you know it it's still unraveling day by day you know hour by hour moment by moment you know we're getting new updates as to how this our business is being handled i mean to, to say it's not an essential service um <laughs> there's people that need to buy and sell homes and, um, you know, for for very good reasons, I have a family, the, the family that's um, closing today, you know, is moving from out of state. We have that, you know, people that are uh, uprooting their whole family from another state, hoping to come here and move into their new home.
5: Mm-hmm.
3: So, you know, it's it, it is essential, um, but it, we're just doing business differently as ginger explained we're still able to list you know homes so that's great but it's different because the buyer's experience you know being that yes we can list homes but their experience is okay now we have to buy this home without actually physically walking through it and trusting that the person that is handling the virtual tour you know, yeah. camera, phone, whatever, well, is doing a good job and showing it
1: off. We've all seen those pictures, you know, where you see a home listed and it looks like the yard is the size of John Ball Park. And then right. you get there <laughs> and it's, it's, not. it's really not. So I'm curious, how in the world do those uh, video tours work? Can I direct you where to look? Put the camera more towards that corner. I thought I saw something. Or is it a pre-recorded thing?
4: No, you can do live where people can, can jump in with questions, whether it's typed questions or I don't know how they're necessarily doing it where everyone can talk. I think, I don't think they've really done that yet because if you've got 12 buyers on the line and they're all trying to, yeah trying to point you to one direction, but I have seen it where people have commented in like, Oh, can you show me the master bathroom again? Or, you sure. know, things like that. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um But yeah, I mean, after this lockdown, we still are seeing houses come up on the market. So that's a really good sign for real estate is um, sellers are still out there and buyers are still out there. We may have lost, you know, people, whether it was job concerns or health concerns or um, just a little bit of fear. Maybe we have lost a little bit, but we do have buyers and sellers still out there there are still houses that are popping up on the market they can't show it but i i think sue does too i have a bunch of buyers that can't wait until april 13 because they're yeah. ready to go as soon as this lockdown All you right. know um is lifted well
1: that's so, good to hear now i want to take a break and then i want to come back on the other side of this and talk about just some recommendations you've got for people who maybe have their house listed right now or people who are thinking about it. What do we need to do? How do we navigate this? Can you hang with us over the break?
4: Yeah.
1: All right. You're all in your own home, so you can kind of take care of yourselves for the next little bit. <laughs> yes. Yeah. All right. We'll be that, back in just right. a minute. Betsy, are you still there?
2: I'm still here. All
1: right. All right. I'm going to let Betsy talk <laughs> I do have more. A
2: question when we come back. <laughs> Excellent.
1: We'll be back from all over West Michigan in just a minute. Stay tuned.
0: If you want to take your DIY skills up a rung, the Repco RepcoLite Home Improvement Show is here to give you a boost. On News Radio, Wood 1300 and 106.9 FM. And here we are again. I am in Holland. And Betsy, you're in I
1: Kalamazoo. You're in your car. in my
2: driveway in my car in Kalamazoo because the dog barks at random things that she thinks she hears even though there's <laughs> nothing there. And so I didn't want
1: Barking Dog in the background. All right. So you're in a car in Kalamazoo. Sue Prins from Sue Prins Group 5 Star Real Estate Leaders. You're where, Sue? In your home, right? I'm-
3: I, I'm sitting in my home. I'm looking. I live on a lake. I'm looking out the lake. I hear the birds singing. They're oblivious All to right. what's going on here in our world. And and uh, it's very encouraging as right. I look out here. It's very peaceful.
1: Well, so far, you're winning the Where Am I? Um, when I call <laughs> in on the show contest. Ginger Herman, you're Sue's daughter, right? You work with uh, Sue? Yes, where are you? Can I you beat Jen- I
4: can't top her lake because uh, I'm in my home office at home, so right. I can't top that
1: Sue, you win <laughs> all right, so we're talking about the real estate market in the midst of what's going on right now and trying to figure mm-hmm. out how do we navigate if we're selling, if we're looking to buy, if we're trying to move and Sue, you mentioned that if people are in the process, you know if the You know, they're closing or whatever. That is still going on, though it's been Mm -hmm. extremely altered for how the process works. Betsy, you mentioned at the end of the last segment that you had a particular question. So I yield the floor to you.
2: I do have a question. What happens, you know, we all have to get houses inspected before we can go through with a closing. How does that work now if people aren't supposed to be out and going into other people's houses? how are inspections working
3: yeah that's that's an interesting question and and understand that you know ginger and I we're not not the end all on how real estate is is functioning right now because it's just it just continues to you know we get news up we get updates uh, sometimes uh, you know within an hour from each you know from our last one and so it's always changing. But uh, the way that I understand it is right now, unless it's deemed necessary by the lender, because sometimes, in fact, I had one yesterday um, after the governor's uh, order, the executive order, um, that it it was a mold inspection. So this was a safety issue. So they did allow... um, you know, for the mold inspector to go in there and uh, take a look at what's going on and whether or not that needed to be remediated. So I I would say that's a loaded question because it I think it's going to depend. Do you agree, Ginger?
4: Yeah, I would say if it's if it's required by lending because lending services are still offered uh uh up for business. So if mm-hmm. it's required by the lender or the bank. They are still allowing some of those to occur, so some appraisers are still going through. But I have had some appraisers call me and say they're not willing to go out. So it's, it's kind of a gray area, and I think it's up for interpretation on each person and each bank.
1: So what about those of us who are thinking about selling? Are you guys seeing new houses come on the market in the midst of this, or has everything just stopped since the shutdown?
3: Well, I think some encouraging information is that, well, right now we have 935 active listings uh, with our GRAR uh, association. Okay, so the Greater Grand Rapids area, those are those numbers are residential homes.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: Um, and then there's 1,269 pendings right now under contract. 43 of those active listings just happened in the past 24 hours.
1: Okay,
4: well, that's I, I think that's
3: super encouraging. And then 36 of them went pending in the last 20. 24 hours. Another super encouraging um, uh, data because we're seeing real estate is still active, happening. Mm-hmm. People are people are still buying homes, listing homes. In fact, um, I want to go back to the whole buying virtually. Um, if if you want to list your home and we put those virtual tours out there, and a buyer wants to buy. Uh, a buyer can put some contingencies in place that they will have an opportunity to have a, you know, an actual physical walkthrough on it when uh, COVID is over and you know when this thing passes. So buyers can have that contingency if sellers will allow that. Now, if a, a seller has multiple offers, they may choose one that doesn't have that contingency in there. I have bought and helped buyers buy homes virtually. Without that contingency. People from Even, out
1: of state from before this happened, I'm assuming yes. is what you're talking about. Yes,
3: because, yeah. Uh, in fact, um, just last week, again, before the governor's executive order, I helped a, a client write an offer on a home unseen. I did I did a, a hangout. I think it's called Google Hangout, you know, where you walk through the home, do the the live tour mm-hmm. with the sellers. The sellers were out of state. And so we actually wrote the offer based on my little live virtual tour and uh, and we did not put a contingency in place for their actual walkthrough. I felt like um, both of us knew each other well enough. I had opportunities to go through other homes with them so we felt very confident that this home was, checking every box for them. Okay. My, my own son and daughter's home was bought that way. I, I did the little walkthrough with them. They were living in California, needed to move here and, and we bought them a home that way. So, um, th- th- this is a practice that was done prior to Corvette. It's just that I know, I know for many buyers, that's going to be a very, um, uh, unsettling way to buy a home well, but I again buying... those
1: contingencies can be put in place. Yeah I hate buying certain things online when I can't handle them or see them
2: I can't imagine <laughs> yep. buying
1: a house and yeah. I mean can you describe for me the smells that you smell because we've
3: talked <laughs> Actually, that. I have. I, I have in fact with, with a very recent one I said I have to tell you guys it smells like wet dog throughout this whole house and they said okay <laughs> we're done move on Wow <laughs>
1: I guess, yeah, you want to make sure you've got a relationship, a good one with your realtor at that point. Because <laughs> yeah. so, you want to get the straight scoop there. So if I am in the market, it it things can still be done. Do you advise, I mean, is there a, a better thing to do to wait it out or to jump in? Is there any negativity to putting it on the market now? And perhaps people see on our listing that it's been on the market for X number of days. I mean, does that color their opinion of the house that maybe it's been on the market so long people aren't interested in this one? Do you even understand my question?
4: Yeah, no, it is a good question. I do think now, when, when this lockdown is over, I think a lot of us are going to have a new understanding of days on the market mm-hmm. because we'll be able to look to see when they listed it. And, OK, if the home's already sat for three weeks, now we understand why it sat. And it's because either they didn't allow showings or, you know, no one did any virtual showing. So that's why it's still on the market. I think we are going to have kind of an industry understandment of, you know, we're going to have a little bit more days on the market than what we were used to before this. Right. And for any new buyers, I, I would say still call us and jump in because there are things that we can be doing prior to us walking through houses again, being figuring out what their criteria is, what they're exactly looking for and getting them set up on a search Because as soon as, I mean, the closer we get to the the lockdown being released, we're going to see a lot more homes pop up in the market. And then now at least these buyers are ready to go and have a search in place so they can start seeing what's going to come up on the market.
3: On the flip side of that, for sellers to prepare, if they're like, yeah, I I just want to wait, I want you to do the pictures and everything. Um, there's, there's things now when everyone's sitting at home, why not, um, accomplish some projects that might need to be done in order to list your home. And then those are conversations we can be having now, you know, um, you know, we can, they can even send us pictures. Should I change these, you know, this hardware or this carpet you know so
1: right and and with the shelter in place you know we know people are kind of locked into where they're at but that doesn't mean there's still not things we can do with what we've got at home with Mm -hmm, you know organizing and cleaning and
4: and even paperwork i've done paperwork uh the last two days with people over the phone and they've signed electronically so
2: we can be proactive and start getting things done now so that when we can all venture out again This stuff is already done and behind us, and we're ready to just jump on and start going.
3: I think, you know, overall, Jinder and I want to really encourage both buyers and sellers that when we're on the other side of this, all indications are showing that it's going to be a very positive, strong market for really for both buyers and sellers because of the lack of inventory that, you know, we're still going to have um, that keeps us in that seller's market category. It might, you know, over these next, we'll see once over these next couple of weeks, it could potentially shift a little bit towards a neutral, but I honestly, myself, don't think that will happen. But regardless, I think when it's over, it's going to shift back to a seller's market, by all indications. And for the buyers, the interest rates are still great.
1: Sue and Ginger from Sue Prince Group, five-star real estate leaders. How can our listeners get in touch with you right now if they've got any questions?
3: My cell phone is the best way to reach me. It's 616 616- 7232400.
1: All right, we'll put a link to that in the show notes. Sue and Ginger, thanks so much for being here today.
3: Thanks for having Thank us. Thank you so much. We love it.
1: And there you go, Betsy, another episode in the books. You can find it online at repcolite.com, and if you do go and get the podcast, we're going to start, at least for the time being, putting some bonus material in the podcast and I don't even know that it's going to all necessarily be home improvement stuff. It's just going to be fun stuff.
2: It's just going to be us chatting.
1: We need fun stuff. We're going to talk about a book this week. A book that you need to read, but that's all going to be in the podcast as bonus material. And you can find it online at Repcolite.com. I'm Dan Hansen.
2: And I'm Betsy Thompson. Remember, if you're about to lose your DIY sanity, we can help you fix that crazy.
1: And we can help you stay safe from food poisoning in your home while the children make food so you don't have to spend your time in the bathroom.
2: Oh, thank goodness.
1: Exactly. (laughs) Thanks for listening.
0: If you want to take your DIY skills up a run, the RepcoLite Home Improvement Show is here to give you a boost. On News Radio, Wood 1300 and 106.9 FM. And here we are. We've got our bonus minutes
1: segment, whatever it is, whatever we want to call it.
2: <laughs> yes, this new little thing that we're doing now that everyone's trapped at home. Yeah, looking for things to do and keep
1: them occupied. Right. We figured we'd give you more stuff to listen to. And rather than just drill into home improvement stuff, which is what we do in the regular show, and even that, we've stretched a little bit, don't you think?
4: A little bit? (laughs) Yeah,
1: we've kind of pushed the boundaries on that because there's so much more to talk about. There's so many things that are fun and interesting, and we try to spin it as widely as we can so we can cover as many of those things as possible because, really, it's all about making sure I'm entertained, During the recording of the show, and and I don't Uh always just want to talk about home stuff. But anyway, Right. right now, what I want to talk about is something that really has been in the front of my mind since all of this, you know, everything going on in the world right now. There's so much chaos and anxiety, and I guess anxiety and fear is a big part of it. And, you know, we find ourselves sitting at home a little more, reading, you know, everybody's taking things slower. As Sue Mm -hmm. said in the last segment, you know that aired on the 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 show today. There's some value to the slowdown. You know, we all are finding that pace of life, and it's not all bad. That part's not all bad. But one of the things that we're doing is reading more. And there is a book that, or a series of books, but one in particular that really I think everybody should be reading right now. So we're going to talk about that book. And I've got some very inter- interesting information because the book that we're going to talk about is available for free online at Amazon.com if you're a Prime member. And lots of folks it are. It is? Yeah, for the Kindle. It's free. I'm looking at it right now. But I did not know that. I know. That's why I'm telling you. But to <gasps> talk about the book, we have a special guest, my cousin, Ben. Yes. Ben Velderman from Zealand. Ben, are you there? I am there. Yeah. I'm here. <laughs> I know, it's a little You're weird. You're there, yeah. yeah. Here and there. Yeah. Exactly. Anyway, I brought Ben in because, honestly, Ben's the one who forced this book down my throat, basically. <laughs> I um, remember that, yeah. Yeah. The book is called All Creatures Great and Small, and as I said, there are a number of other books in the series, but this one by far is my favorite. And the author is James Harriet. Ben, what in the world made you just—you were completely enamored of this book, and you're right. basically a missionary for the book, right? <laughs> I, I think you go around and you find you find it at, at used bookstores, right, and buy it and bring it to people.
5: Uh, I pray on weak-minded people. Uh, <laughs> but no, I, my parents actually um, read these books when they first came out, and mm. my mom would say, oh, you've got to read the James Herriot books. And she'd tell me, you oh, know, it's about a, a vet who uh, lived in the early 1900s. And, well, that didn't sound very interesting to me. So I just, yeah, okay, fine. I kind of blew her off. But uh, then one time I sat down and I started to read the first book and I was blown away by it. Like you said, it was just so funny. Yeah. The stories were, were really interesting. The characters are very memorable, you know, right. they're, they're hilarious and they're, flawed, and they're, they're just wonderful.
1: Right. And now, Betsy, you had not heard of this book at all, right? I did I did. I what, had not. what Ben did. I made yes. you read it, right? <laughs> you did make me read it. And what did yeah. you think of it all?
2: I loved it. I am an animal oh, person. As most of our uh, show listeners know, I love animals. I would take them all home with me if I could. Um, and I was a big fan of that um, incredible Dr. Pole show, the that who's like in mid-Michigan mm-hmm. I absolutely loved that show and so when I heard about this book I'm like oh that sounds kind of intriguing and I instantly fell in love with them it's the whole you know you can almost see what's happening it's like a movie playing in your head as you read and the characters are each one is so very Unique and the descriptors of them, you can see these people in your mind. It is incredible. I love that book.
1: (laughs) The characters are absolutely hilarious. Now, you know, the thing that I loved well, there's so many things about the book that are great. The man, James Harriet, now his real name, Ben Alfred White, right? That's correct. yeah. 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 So everybody's under pen names. And I think when the books first came out, wasn't there a little bit of drama? With the people in, because the people around him, the people in the books were still alive, and they were reading. Themselves. Yeah, yeah.
5: His his partner, who he based, uh, Siegfried. Siegfried, his his boss in the books. I forget his real name in real life, but uh, he was not amused. <laughs> <laughs> with how he was portrayed in the books. And I think they it, came, it came caused around. a Real strain on their relationship.
1: They came for a around while. in the end, I believe. But Siegfried is a hilarious character. I mean, absolutely hilarious. Yeah. And I think what's beautiful about it is we all have a Siegfried in our lives. And we all have each one of these characters. We all know somebody who reminds us a little bit of that. And Yeah,
2: Ben and I have you.
1: <laughs> Am I like Siegfried? See, Siegfried had so many funny things in the stories where he would he would be in the books condescending in a kind of funny way. James, James. You can't possibly do it that way. That's not the right way to do it. And he would, you know, kindly tell James the right way to do it. And then two minutes later in the book, Siegfried encounters the same situation that James had and does it exactly the opposite of what he just told James to do. And the way that plays out is so funny. And the, the, the really my favorite part about the whole thing is just how much the author, James Harriet truly loves all these people. And all these animals. Exactly. Don't you feel that come through the book?
5: Yeah, he doesn't oh. just portray them as oafs or somebody that he's, people that he's laughing at. He really likes these people and you know, that are his customers, his co-workers. Uh, yeah, it's a way of life and he loves it. And he just, you know, is letting us uh, Does, take a look at it with
1: him, you know, mm-hmm. take a peek at it. It always, you know, I know I couldn't, when you read of what his daily life is, because that's what this is. and. You know, another Mm -hmm. really interesting thing about it is how each chapter in the book basically is its own standalone story, don't you think?
2: Oh, yeah. You could go and read any single chapter and you could read them out of order. Obviously, you don't really want to because the characters kind of play off of each other. But, yeah, you could read any chapter you wanted, and it is its own little story because he always wraps it up at the end, you know, it's kind of an ending to every chapter.
1: Right. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. You've got that. You don't have to slog through 400 pages just from start to finish. It's quick reading. Mm -hmm. The the landscape, he's in love with the land. He's in love with the outdoors. He's in love with the animals that he's taking care of. He's in love with the people that he he helps, even though they drive him nuts at times, you know. Yeah, I, I'm trying to think of any of the particular stories that just crack me up. I know, uh, what's Siegfried's brother's name? Tristan, right? Tristan, so yeah. He, th- that's basically the trio that fills most of the book. They're working. They're all vets, right? Tristan's in school yet.
5: Yeah, he's a vet in training, and they're all living in this this house. And, and um, how many times does Siegfried fire? Tristan, I think you're you're (laughs) sad. You're out of here.
1: (laughs) He's out all the time.
2: Tristan is always in trouble.
1: (laughs) Well, and there's a great section, a great chapter where Tristan, there's a rumor of a ghost, right? Around an old Mm, abbey or something. And the people in town are talking about this ghost that's been seen. And James doesn't put any stock in that. And one night he's driving home and he sees this ghost, you know, this abbot or, you know, somebody in in a monk's robe and stuff, cowl, and in the end, it turns out that it was Tristan, right? Right. And there's this great big scene where Tristan actually gets chased by a cop. I guess that's who James that's is right. riding home with, and that's the right. cop decides I'm getting him, and Tristan realizes he's bitten off way more than he can chew. And just the scene unfolds, and it's so hilarious, because yeah, Tristan is great. The whole thing, if you want to check out and just kind of put your brain on hold for a little bit and get away from the anxiety that we're all dealing with. I can't think of a better book. I mean, I'm sure there are better books and you know, I'm not saying not the Bible. (laughs) I'm I'm waiting (laughs) for that email, you know, but you know what I'm saying? I think this is absolutely great. All creatures, great and small James Harriet. And like I said, if you're a prime member, you can get it free on your Kindle right now. And think about this. That's the other beautiful thing about this you don't have to go anywhere to get this book, even if you're not a, a Prime member. Get it on your phone because you can get the Kindle app or whatever. You can read it right. that way. Ben, any final thoughts since we dragged you here?
5: Well, you know, I was just I was just thinking how I mean, these books came out in the 70s, so they're they're you know, about 50 years old or, mm-hmm. or so. And how many people just aren't aware of them, but they were huge bestsellers back in the day. And if people like to go to thrift shops, it's, Keep your eyes open because I come across <laughs> copies of these books all the time in the thrift shop. So,
1: right if you Another see some tip. if you see some guy at the thrift shop with four of these books, that's Ben. <laughs> Just say I hi. Know
4: it's
1: ben. <laughs> <laughs> so you heard him on the show. No, you got to uh, check him out. I don't remember all of. The, I know all creatures great and small, all things bright and beautiful. That's the second. All one. All things
5: wise and wonderful. All things. The wise Lord and God made wonderful. them all. Yes, I think that's there we go. Before. And, and then he did come out with a fifth book later on, and that's a standalone. I forget the name of the All Living Things, perhaps. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's the final book.
1: They are great. And Ooh, yeah. um I am a little squeamish, and there are there are a couple of scenes that are described that while they're utterly hilarious, they do make <laughs> me squirm a little bit. <laughs> but they're still hilarious. You gotta yeah. check it out. All Creatures Great and Small, James Harriet, Ben, Velderman. Hailing from Zealand, thanks for joining us to talk about the book. Thanks for ramming the book down my throat.
5: All those years ago, you are welcome.
1: Yeah. <laughs> All right. Thanks All for right. being here. All right, Betsy. That's it. That's our extra segment for the week. I guess we'll wrap it, it up is. and call it good, right?
2: I I would think so.
1: Next week, you we'll got to come go up to with find
2: something new for next week. Yeah,
1: it's on you this time.
2: Oh, <laughs>
1: thanks a lot. All right. Of course it is. Excellent. Thanks for listening.